Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am the graphic novels review editor of Publishers Weekly, as well as the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. Now you can check us out on Twitter at, at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. You can find us on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes. And on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworlds. So this week on More to Come, digital doings. we got a whole list of, of, of digital comics from subscription to retail to, to bring you up to date on. Uh, the iTunes graphic novels, uh, uh, you've got to hear this, folks, a conceptual graphic novel by R. Sikoriak. Then we're going to take a look at the PW best books and a, and a roundup of other um, best books lists of the year. And then the news briefs. Google Digital, which um, now I have to be careful here because they don't like me to describe them in certain kinds of way, even though they're uh, we're, they're a friend of the show. I'm, um, but they have been, they've announced a number of new content deals, and most recently uh, they've added uh, Valiant comics. Comics. Uh, they've added about twenty new series to the Hoopla library of content. Now Hoopla Digital is, as they prefer to be described, uh, a Netflix-like mobile app and digital content vendor for public libraries. And now listen to this, because the only um, entry uh, level, the only access to the digital app is a valid public library card. Ah. So, and they uh, they deliver content to more than 800 public library systems all around the country. It's free. You get your card and you have, um, and, I, and I'm not sure if it's, I think it's unlimited access 24 seven, I mean, you have, uh, you know, you have a time restriction on how long you can keep any one particular piece of content, but you have uh, access to about 3,000 different comics and graphic novels from a range of publishers, uh, DC Comics, apparently. Now, I consider them an ebook subscription service, but they don't like me to say that because, you know, there isn't an individual fee, but somebody's paying a fee, mm-hmm. and that's the public library system. Uh Otherwise, the, the experience that you have is very much like belonging to an ebook subscription. You mm-hmm. can you have an unlimited access twenty four seven to a wide variety of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- DC, uh, Titan Comics, IDW, again manga, Top Shelf, Boom Studios. So and now Valiant. I I really really wish New York had this. For once, listeners out there, there is something delightful in comics that you guys have that we don't. Well, our- your public library does not hoopla. Wow. And uh, now, Calvin, let me oh, just... Oh, really? It doesn't? Oh. It does not hoopla. I have attempted oh. to hoopla, and I was told that we are not in the hoopla system. So the individual library system must subscribe to Yes, this. you have. Yes, yes. absolutely. That's how they make their money. Now, the public libraries pay, pay them. Now, Calvin, if yes. you download, let's say I have my wonderful new birthday, 128 gig, gold, mm-hmm. iPad, Air 2... And I do have Hoopla, and I live in um, Kentucky, so yeah. I they have Hoopla. Mm-hmm. And so I go on, and I yep. say, I want to read, um, you know, I want to read The, the Valiant 
by Valiant, and I sure. read it on my iPad. But you say it's time sensitive, right? You, so, well, I mean, it, you you get a certain amount of time to read each individual piece that you check out. So after I check it out, it dis it's not on my iPad. I, I my access to it disappears. In other yeah, words. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you know, I gotta say, I don't see why. Um, publishers wouldn't line up for this because they want to get to the library, you know? I don't either. Well, but I think it's pretty interesting. DC uh, has no other, is works with no other subscription services. This is the only one. So it, to a certain extent, uh, you're right. Hmm. Well, Why wouldn't it? Although, to be fair, if yeah. I, you know, you did have a tablet, you could always screenshot this stuff, you know, not to give anyone ideas. They've already <laughs> thought of it. So Yeah, um, but it's, I mean, frankly, it's not any easier to screenshot it than it is to take a comic and scan it page by page yeah. by page, no, which they do already. Yeah. So it's not like I mean, anything I think, new is speaking out into the public. I like think stuff. almost. I mean, one of the. I think one of the pillars of like the digital uh, reading culture uh, and anti piracy is that if you make content easy, economical, uh, to do legally. You know what? People will, for the most part, do it, mm -hmm. and uh, this is this is a pretty frictionless way to, to read comics uh, and read a lot of comics. So I I can't imagine it, it's easier to go through to twist yourself into knots to screenshot pages for something that you can just get, and when you when it your when your time runs out, you can just check it out again. Mm -hmm. Right, and a lot of listen, a lot of people read books at the library, you know? I mean, Absolutely. libraries, we can't stress this enough, is that in this digital time of disruption, libraries and bookstores, are, comic shops are still here. Yes. You know, yeah. they're still here, and that's yeah. because people like them, you know? So, so... Um, and I should mention one other thing about Hoopla Digital, since it's a streaming service, uh, and it's a transactional service, and that, that's another reason why they don't like me to call it a subscription service, in that the, the library system's pay a price every time anything is checked out right uh, uh, so it's not it's not exactly uh, obviously the subscription model but because it's a because it's a streaming transactional model there is not it's it, there is no weight I'll put it that way uh, it the, they don't treat uh, digital titles like physical books there is no queue there's no you right. know waiting or uh, for someone to finish so you can get it you right. can you know so if your time runs out you can just check it out again right right interesting well uh that you know i i again i i you know we've talked a lot about various um different library models uh you know some have come and gone i mean whatever happened to comics plus uh but uh, yeah, yeah you know or Good point. Uh, yeah i mean oyster that's you know, a lot of this is in well, play. Oyster has of... brought on a lot of uh, soul searching in the industry because it's you know shut down very recently. Right. Well, right. However, well, there all is... I can say is Oyster, uh, as some a former Oyster subscriber, I am not surprised that Oyster crashed and burned. But... Well, I, I well, I, they they were they didn't have very many comics at all, though they did have some. Uh, I actually used Oyster as well, and and, and I liked it. Um, it was really easy. had a very clean interface. Uh, their, their biggest problem was they had a business model that just wasn't working. Well, um, but another thing that didn't help them was their searchability was terrible. Uh -huh. It was, I mean, it's very important. If the whole idea is, is, is like, it's frictionless. And frictionless is the important thing. And if you type in an author's name and you don't get all the books that are in that service – that's not good. Yeah. If you get a, if you, you know, if you type in the title of the book and the book does not always show up, something is hanky. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and well, like that. Well, and, admittedly, I didn't really use like universal searches. I, I, you know, I like to just sort of browse the browse the titles and and pick out the things that I wanted and then queue them up, you know, for me to read it. But but, hard, but I agree with you. If you can't, they, do they search, were hard to browse. They weren't easy to browse. Well, we can disagree on that. I thought they were really easy to browse me, because the interface was so clean and they were the best looking. And frankly, it was, oh, better. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. There's no question. It but was, I mean, that, that, it's just that's a, just my you, taste. I, 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 I thought spent. it was very easy to, to simply browse it, and I, I, I didn't much use the universal search. But, but, but I understand what you're saying. If, if well, if, I mean, it was, tech... it's one thing if it's in comics where there weren't many, so it's yeah. easy to browse. But if you're looking at like a big genre, like yeah. science no, you're fiction or right. romance or something, and you like are looking for something other than like the top twenty books that are currently out, like. Digging through there and trying to like filter was hard. Well, you know, well, a couple of we have a couple of uh, other notes on here that well, one thing that wasn't on our story list but actually came to mind while you guys are talking is uh, you know, Scribed has now. I mean, I don't know, even know. I don't even know what this news means, but you know, this is another digital streaming service that we've been talking about, and then they were they're not going to sell books anymore. They're going all streaming all the time. Did you see that? Well, America? yeah, no, I understood that because they. They used to offer streaming, and then also you could just buy and download a specific book. Now, yeah, I actually didn't see that. So they they've stopped selling books as well. Yes, I. Yeah, they're not selling books. They're just selling yeah. scripts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this only. I mean, they haven't publicly announced it, which is interesting. I mean, actually, one of their uh, you know publisher forwarded me the letter that they sent out about it. So. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. So I don't even. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing seems kind of interesting. So you know, maybe more to come on that. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things Oyster did, and we won't have Oyster to kick around anymore, but um, is toward the end there, they instituted um, retailing. So you could huh. buy books. Oh, for God's sake. At the very end, but it, <laughs> but it, it, that didn't save them. But Script is very interesting, you know, because they obviously have a very active comic subscription category, uh, something like 10,000 comics and graphic novels on it. So... Uh, they are definitely a service to keep an eye mm -hmm. on. Now, do either of you use uh, the Google Play Store? Uh, I have used it in the past to buy ebooks. I haven't be, uh, bought any recently, but I do use I do use it, and I do have uh, the app, and I have books that I, you know, have not finished reading <laughs> on it. Um, so I, yeah, it, I you know. use Google Play to get the apps with which I then read comics uh -huh. because that's how I get them to put them on the. And all, but I, you know, do in-app purchases or you know, yeah. all that things because, frankly, the Google Play Store, aside from like basic appness, is not the best organized for things like digital media content, mm -hmm. which is really kind of sad because they're Google, and you think they need that. <laughs> digital media is kind of their thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're like, so you're Google, right? And you're a search engine optimization co company, and your store looks like what? Well, but you know, as I as I I understand it's not a high priority for them. Right, right. It's not. I mean, it's interesting. It's to like five guys in a closet. Somewhere. Yeah, it's interesting to see them putting any time and effort into comics, um, because I, I, you know, I do know for a fact that that um, well, I mean, a fact, I, you know, I'd like a neutrino. I saw its trail, but um. That both Apple and Google were, you know, when Amazon bought Comixology, they were sort of like, hmm, wait a minute, hold on, do they have a cool toy that we need to have, you know? And and uh, because because really, what you, what you're just saying, you know, where you need to get this software, you can't work, or maybe it's an exclusive and all that. It's like I said, like all three of these digital content giants 
are are um you know getting more and more proprietary about everything and and um you know it isn't definitely isn't always to the consumers to the consumers uh, benefit yeah or the creator's benefit no right. no not at all not at all so we all need to you know find workarounds for this in in uh, in some way i think so well I, i'm i'm going to pay another visit to the google play store i mean uh in the past i bought you know pro ebooks there but this new upgrade uh, should really add new functionality for uh, for reading comics um, that on the, on the Android system, um, or where any comics you bought buy through the Google app. They you know they they they've added a, a new landscape scrolling. I guess it's their version of um, uh, you know whatever that the panel by panel reading that the the other platforms offer. You can um, you can align it to basically read the entire entire comic in a, mm -hmm. a in a horizontal scroll or rather excuse me in a vertical scroll right. uh and they've also reorganized uh the 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 google the google play store for comics to allow for like uh, series pages to kind of help you browse and find what you're looking for so a lot of these things that you're talking about it seems as though they're trying to address right right and you know, part of this, just, you know, talk, going back to what's uh, talking about Stila, I mean, what's really interesting is that we have these workarounds to help make, uh, you know, comics that are made for print more readable on tablets and phones with the, you know, swiping or everybody's version of, you know, guided view or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now you have this this uh, startup, but, you know, a few other people trying to do comics that are native to the platform. Yeah. And, um you know, that's that. Who knows? That could be a a battle at some point. Well, we've talked all along that this is the next logical step for the digital, you know, universe that we we're heading for. So uh, now the trick is the. I mean, in fact, we we know that people can make beautiful comics uh, um, in the digital media. We we just got to get to the point where there's a business model that'll support the artists while they're doing it. <laughs> yes, it always comes down to money. Yes, yeah, so we know that they can make beautiful comics. Now, can they sell them too? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, well, um, speaking of comics, two other services uh, to talk about. One of them is Comic Blitz because they're also yes. mm -hmm. they're a new player in the Netflix of comics derby, yes. and uh, they just launched during New York Comic Con, and they've been adding a couple of publishers to their lineup. Yes, they did. I'm trying to see now. What did they add most recently? They added a... It was probably a, Valiant, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was Valiant and a few others. Where is it? I've actually... I'm just looking here. Where did I put that? That no... Poor Valiant. So often we're like, I wonder who... Oh, it's Valiant. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but comic books is very interesting. That we, I act, we actually have an interview with uh, the CEO of Comic Blitz, uh, Jordan Plosky, uh, on our New York Comic-Con cover. Yes, that's uh, uh, right. Coverage. And for some reason, I can't find the story that well... I wrote about. But um, they added a handful of, of publishers um, whose names escaped me I think they the was moment. pretty sure it was like, uh, I know, I mean, they have kind of a lot more of the let's say second tier i don't know you know oh strike that if you can possibly cut <laughs> that out kate but uh if yeah. you know so, some of the uh more uh you know the, the, like more companies are just more open to this you know more companies are just ready to go in. oh let me get see all right they offered valiant dynamite action labs graphic universe and more okay, this good. week they added divinity imperium uh, they add a lot more books and um like smaller like paper yeah. films 
a Carcana Studios, a Silent Press, Blue Juice Comics okay, books. Great. So, you know, they're moving on. Uh, you know, hey, we'll see. It's a race. Let's see who wins. Yeah, yeah and go, speaking right. of the race, mm-hmm. um, I was using Overdrive, and I downloaded a couple graphic novels on it. I was like, oh, no, not sure. But it actually worked really well. Um, oh, the download good. time was kind of long. Uh, the selection was unusual. But, you know, it was it was a very satisfying reading experience. I have to say that um, Overdrive, which is free, like Hoopla, and comes from your local public library, like Hoopla, um really has has a pretty good grasp of graphic novels now and both gives you the option depending on the book of um getting it in that app or downloading it as a kindle comic that's good well that's very good um overdrive we actually write about overdrive very much their dominant um uh, digital vendor in the library space um, people have complained about the Overdrive comic service quite a bit, and uh, the librarians have complained about it. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on if, if they've upgraded. Uh, that they don't have many, very many comics, that it's, well, yeah. a, it's a tough service to use, that it's, um, you know. I can, I can buy that they don't have many comics because yeah. I was able to scroll through the New York Public Libraries entire collection of available digital graphic novels that is to say the ones that weren't checked out by other people mm-hmm. in literally 15 minutes yeah. so you know there aren't that many and the like new york public library probably has pretty much everything overdrive offers uh and there just weren't that many and one of them was pregnant butch which incidentally is like a great and hilarious comic but right. i was like it's that and like a bunch of bizarre obscure manga and then some like arty graphic novels so i'm like i'm not sure where they're getting their selection and i'm also kind of fun i also think that uh and correct me if i'm wrong they also have a you know a limit you know they have the uh physical book model where there's a they have the physical book model which is the dumbest thing i've ever heard you have to wait while when all of the uh uh issues have been checked out quote unquote yeah well i think I think the reasoning is that libraries are cheap. <laughs> well, uh, and it I'm sure the libraries would not uh, appreciate hearing that. Um, library. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't blame them. I mean, maybe what I should say is libraries are poor. That well, is more true. Libraries well, are poor. Libraries um, buy a lot of content. And... They certainly do. They buy a whole lot of content. And I think that some people see this as like a way of narrowing the spigot so that like they don't spend the entire budget on digital comics. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, as you know, or if you don't know, I mean, librarians have big problems with publishers over uh, all of their uh, digital uh, books. Yeah. It's been a war. Um, it, there is a sort of a uh, ceasefire going on now. Uh, at, at one point, many of the major publishers, or almost all of the major publishers, had either suspended or restricted um, ebook sales to libraries. Uh, they have since all now instituted new programs and new models. So we're moving forward, but this remains an issue. And um, relying on the physical book model uh, is... Um, it's not a good model. It's not a good model. And libraries don't like it. Patrons don't like it. The only people who like it are publishers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, guess what? Publishers like a lot of things that the public doesn't. Yeah, you, public and you know like. what? The user experience is always what, you know, is what wins out. I mean, that's really the currency in all of this, um, you know, at the end of the day. I'm sorry, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day. But um, 
Yeah, all right, we have one more item on here, uh, which is digital commerce. Obviously, a lot has been going on. Look at how long we've been talking about this, um, <laughs> uh, just to catch up. But uh, then uh, a whole new uh, initiative, digital initiative, launched finally that we've been talking about for a while, Europe Comics. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, this is the, uh, the, a, a collaborative uh, effort of uh, about 13 European comics, French, Belgium, and other European nationalities, uh, to sort of raise the profile of uh, the Euro graphic novel uh, BD, Bande in, in America. Uh, they're going to make comics you, uh, available for sale, um, as well as for licensing. Uh, being published, you can go to europecomics.com. Uh, and work out a deal to for English or English rights. Uh, consumers can go, and there's uh, promotional information. Uh, they can link it with an, on -time re uh, an online retailer. Um, I think it's principally the European online um, retailers. Uh, there seems to be a little friction between them and Amazon. That's so unusual. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, this is an encouraging effort uh, by European publishers that uh, to, to really promote their list in the U.S. and really build a fan base that, at a time when it looks in American, the American market is opening up uh, and become much more receptive to a vast array of genres beyond the superhero uh, genre that, that dominates the market. Yeah, and I mean, it's a really beautiful website. You know, if you've looked yes, at, it is. At, at European comics websites, uh, just like European comics. <laughs> yes, they're, they're gorgeous. generally yeah. beautiful. And, it's, you know, this is a really well laid out. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to explore it. But, um, you know, this is, they've been trying to, to get uh, European publishers, let's be honest, this is the Franco-Belgian uh, you know, publishing yeah. tradition. It's pretty pretty focused on that. But, um, you know, they've been trying to get more traction here in the U.S. for a long time and try different things. And, um, you know, the time time has been right. You know, hopefully world events. <laughs> well, I think what they're trying now is um, sustained marketing and promotional yes. efforts. Yes. You know, hmm. Other than just, you know, throwing their glove on the field. Yeah. people to, to chase the, you know, chase it yes, down. Yes, sustained marketing efforts. Hmm, yeah. Boy, I wonder, that... I wonder if that will work. That is a really <laughs> bold and innovative um, Exactly. So I, I think approach. they may be on to something now. At least let's hope. Obviously, uh, when you talk about the French uh, graphic novel tradition, some of the, our greatest works, some of the most inspirational works, uh, outside of the superhero category uh, come from there and, and have inspired us all. So hopefully they can get their act together and get a little bit of the market share here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So bottom line, digital comics, a lot going on. Well, and a lot more to come. Yeah. A lot more to come. So. All right. Okay, we got to talk about something else now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But... Oh, well, I, speaking I, of oh. digital comics, speaking of comics that are about mm. digital. Yeah, or <laughs> of a weird hybrid um, uh, amalgamation with a digital service. R. Sikoriak, he is our graphic novel artist of the week for doing the iTunes Terms and Conditions graphic novel, an unabridged graphic novel uh, done in 90 or more comic styles of the iTunes uh, legal boilerplate. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, this... it actually makes that document, which is intentionally impenetrable, readable. Yes, it's sort of odd. Well, well I'm not <laughs> sure everybody has sat down and read the whole thing, but you know, I mean, I, I said this is more performance art than anything else, and uh, well, it's... I read a well, chunk of it. What do you mean it... by it's more performance art than anything else? That's an interesting statement. What does it mean? Well, it means that uh, Bob 
has a long history as a performance artist and uh, doing a lot of conceptual performance art. And I feel like, well, I mean, Calvin, you say you read it, so you did read the Terms and Conditions. Uh, well, no, I haven't read it cover to cover. <laughs> I have read a big chunk of it, more than I would ever have read before. I probably read 30 or 40 pages of oh it. Oh, my God, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm, I, I think, as I told him, and as we, we when, uh, and I've actually pointed to publisherswiki.com slash comics, we have an interview with Arthur Couric about the making of the iTunes Terms and Conditions graphic novel. And of course, he likened uh, conceptually because this is a conceptual project. Project, but uh, it was conceptual in the sense that there is a physical comic book that is lush and beautifully drawn and illustrated. Uh, all of the dialogue is legal boilerplate. But what is amazing about the thing when you read it, uh, as uh, Robert said, the document attracted him because it's long and difficult uh, document, uh, difficult to read that people are ashamed to admit that they haven't read. Much like uh, the other works, <laughs> that, uh, like Moby Dick or, right. or, or Crime and Punishment or the other books that he has um, uh, adapted or a parody uh, with his, in his graphic novel conceptual project. Yeah. And, and in fact, he had said that he had joked when people were like, so what are you going – like this is how the idea came about. He had joked. People were like, oh, so what are you going to adapt next? And he was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do the iTunes terms and conditions. <laughs> right, and he was right. like, wait a minute. That's yeah. kind of well, But well, he I'm... actually he real, he realized that this was a really exciting, exciting project. Plus, he also said he really wanted to do something that was quite long and expansive. And this thing is 94 pages. Yeah, um, yeah. And 64 of it so far is up on Tumblr. Yeah. And, uh, I, yes, I, yeah. and I mean, just to, to finish my thought, though, on why I consider it sure. performance art is, is, I mean, it's very conceptual. You know, it's like you say, Calvin. I mean, a lot of people are never going to read this. Um, you know, I mean, South Park did a whole episode about about the iTunes. I think that tied in with Human Centipede. You know how they think, but um, and you know, and and you know, Bob is such a, a talented artist, but he he never draws in his own style. He has no, no style of his own. He always he draws it. in the style of other artists. And you know, he's done a complete tour de force here of drawing in the style of, you know, 60 different creators from Raina Telgemeier to Mike Mignola. And he yes, pretty much nails, and he nails it all. Oh, it's incredible. And, um, you know, so that's part of the, the physical performance of it. But uh, I, I feel also that, you know, he's made Steve Jobs the hero of yes, the story. Yes, because he comes in his own superhero yeah. outfit, you know. He's the black turtle net and jeans and, and round glasses. He, he's he's the Charlie Brown of the tech scene. Yeah, but I mean, what I, what I have... You know, you might have gotten from the, the subtext of some of my comments here. It's like, you know, we really come to the point where the the giant digital companies that seem so awesome and friendly to us when we first signed up for all their free services um, are becoming not quite so friendly. And, you know, I mean, just to be a grumpy old old lady here, I, I mean, I've been battling with iTunes and iPhotos. I mean, these uh, iTunes is the most horrific piece of software I think I've ever been tasked to attempt to work with i mean it's just i don't even get me started it's just become so unusable oh and, i agree <laughs> yeah it's it's and it's like how could professionals who make so much money have released this into the wild with has they ever actually used it you know just to give one example if you ever manage to find an album that you want to listen to if you click on the songs it doesn't play the songs 
You have to click on the album and then find the song. It's like just it's, idiot. Yeah. Well, the redesign made it even worse. I know. I mean, I know. In, in iOS 9, it's just even worse. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, we could sit here and talk about it all day. But yeah, anyway, yeah. just but, – but what but I think – I'd rather talk about the parody because – Right. But I just – As but much just, as we hate it – oh, excuse yeah. me, go on. Well, well yeah, just to, again, just to finish the thought. You know, I think that is why people have just gone nuts for this comic is because it really is taking something that is omnipresent in our lives, which is, you know, the, our digital overlords, and really put it on the page and laid it bare for all of us to see. Uh, it's, it's, and as he put it, you know, it's a document that is completely affectless. However, in the hands of this incredible stream of comic book styles, Alison Bechtel, Dan Klaus, Will Eisner... There's suddenly there's drama. There's like excitement. There's conflict. There's there's hero. There's a heroic quest, none of which actually exists in the, the document that creates the text for this thing. It's it's really a, 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 a just a magnificent yeah. artistic sleight of hand. Um, that I just, you know, uh, it's just brilliant. And Kate, <laughs> you said it was one of your favorite books by uh, by yeah, I mean, I, I, I had looked at other of his stuff, and I kind of bounced off it, frankly. Um, you know, it was, it was that sense, most of his sense of humor or style that I have personally encountered. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, that's interesting, whatever. Um, whereas this is, is a genuinely fascinating project to me, and I'm really, I just really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree with it. I mean, I mean, and by the same token, we're not the only ones. I mean, he has been swamped with media coverage. I mean, this thing has been everywhere. He's been on NPR. He's been on Wired magazine. He's been in all of the tech, you know, Mashable. I mean, he's just been everywhere. This thing has just struck a nerve. It's some kind of weird cultural sweet spot. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it has to do with a lot. Uh, you know, it's the zeitgeist. It's very zeitgeisty. So, and while it is up on Tumblr, you can buy the complete the complete graphic novel, the complete underbridge text is published in print in two volumes, and you can buy it through what is it, Inkprint, Inkprint, Ink, yeah. an online store. And this is a print version; it's not a digital version. Mm -hmm. So, but it is, but it's uh, it's a handmade. I mean, uh, yes, you yes, know, yeah. Sikoria is making these himself. Did it in a coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, because the you know, in some ways, the legality of it is a little. Uh, a well, little... that's another and. Uh, you know, issue that hovers around it, making it even more interesting. However, he has not heard from Apple in any way uh, and has no idea if what he's doing is legal. <laughs> right, right. So I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, boy, so much going on. Well, you know, there's a couple of other topics. I don't even know if we have time to talk about that. Well, We've been going we on. We should talk about the best books. Yes, right? we Before absolutely we should. Yeah, let's talk quickly books, about right? best books. The lists are coming out. And we started it, Calvin. We Absolutely, didn't start we did that. indeed. So we have five <laughs> books that you know we you know. Unfortunately, it's like Sophie's choice here, but we have five books uh, that we uh, are, that you can find on the PW site uh, that we consider the PW's best books, best graphic novels of 2015. So, uh, well, should I start off? And sure, go go right I'll ahead. I'll do the first one, "The Oven" by Sophie Goldstein. So, uh, oh. really interesting uh, intriguing book yes and uh then we have killing and dying by uh adrian tomine a masterful uh collection of short stories uh terrific guy uh then we have march book two the second volume of john lewis's um uh, a graphic memoir um uh, done uh, along with his colleagues andrew iden and nate powell uh this is the second volume the third is on the way in early 2016 
And uh, yes, and then we have um, Super Mutant, Mutant Magic Academy by Jillian Tamaki. And, you know, she's rapidly becoming one of the major, major creators out there. Oh, and uh, this is, you know, kind of a tossed off webcomic that grows into so much more. It, it really is. I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of, you know, X-Men meet um, what, what uh, uh, Gossip Girls or something. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> but, but. But better. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the writing, especially uh, the ability to capture these, uh, the, these de- troubled teenage superheroes, <laughs> yes. is really fab- fabulous. Um, and uh, we can't end. I guess the last one. Yes, uh, the Arab of the Future by Riyad yes. Satouf. Yes, uh, this is a book that's uh, a huge bestseller in Europe. Um, uh, actually, a, a huge New Yorker article on him as soon as the book was published here. Uh, I did a story a couple of months back with uh, his editor at Metropolitan Books. So uh, more to come from this guy. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a really amazing and rather jaundiced look at the Arab world. Uh, there's a second volume coming. So yeah, uh, and unfortunately, we'll, we'll you know, unfortunately with world events, um, I think this book yes. is going to get even more attention. I, I think so. so. Um, yeah, yeah. So. But, um, you know, other lists are out. There's a list from Goodreads. There's a list from Amazon. There's a list from uh, the Washington Post just put up their best books. Uh, their book, their list is actually a little similar. It's got March, book two, Killing and Dying. Mm-hmm. Check, check. Up, Step Aside Pops, got Kate Beaton. You know what? That's a book that we considered. Yeah. And had the list gone to 10, we would have put it on there. Easily. Um, Sandman Overture, uh, another book that but, probably... Oh, and you saw the, uh, the, uh, um, the Neil Gaiman, June of Diaz. Uh, I did. I did. Discussion about that. We'll have, we'll have to do another uh, I know. show I know. Uh, about that. Yeah, we Because I'm reading the book now. I'm reading Overture right now. So. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I've start, started. I actually have it in front of me right now. Mm. I'm like looking at it. Well, we'll do another show on that. Uh, we will. We have yeah. lots yeah. to talk about because there's more to come. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. And, um, and Pablo. Their fifth book is Pablo, which is a book that came out from Self Made Heroes. So, you know, this is just the, the, the Amazon and, uh, Goodreads lists are full of a lot of what I'd call fan favorites, like Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl and yeah. um, okay. and the like. But you know what? Great books. Great yeah, books. absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say this right here. Um, I am, quite frankly, more thrilled about the Goodreads nominees than I am about any other list of comics. Um, I mean, there are a number of them that I don't recognize. But, like, I would say I have read about half of these books, and all the ones I read I love. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really uh, strong... Uh, you know, some of the books that are on there, um, Thor, Goddess of Thunder, Sex Criminals, um, Saga, uh, The Sculptor... Wicked and the Divine. Attack... I yeah, will, yeah, Attack on Titan, Ramona, Lumberjanes, uh-huh. Hawkeye. And, and yeah, so. Stone is surprisingly sweet and cute for its subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know I pointed out. I mean, I'm really the only person. She said, patting herself on the back, <laughs> that has noted these. But they have had a total like the book. They they give their vote titles, and last year the top book received twenty one thousand votes. So this is not you know yeah. this is a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen that list, but the, what you were telling me sounds really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think we should also point out that uh, uh, Dark Knight Three um, is is it is it about it's about to come out or is it is out? It, it's coming out next week. And actually, I'm 
I kind of like it. <laughs> well, Calvin, wow. So we'll have to talk about this. Man, we don't have time now, I think, but we'll have to talk about re- revisit the Dark Knight at some point. Too. Yeah, yeah, we we should. We should definitely. Well, I mean, uh, you know, just quickly, we don't even really have time to, to delve into this. But, um, you know, Frank Miller is doing some interviews this week, and um, the unpredictable world of Frank Miller uh, suddenly... He's like, you know what, this Dark Knight 3 business, it's pretty good, but, you know, it's Brian Azzarello's book, so I can't wait to do my book, Dark Knight 4. I'm like, what? Oh, well, <laughs> interesting. Well, I mean, it, it's the, he's got a team of people. I assume he wrote it, and it seems as a, or, no, he worked with Azzarello in writing it? It's hard to tell. Well, it is sort of hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. it's Andy hard to Kubert tell. Andy Kubert did the pencils, and though it has a certain Miller flair to how, you know, how the, the characters are, are, are designed. Right. Uh, so it's an interesting project, but I thought the, the visuals were pretty dazzling. Yeah. And I'm kind of getting into the story. So I'm, I'm anxious to see more. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should it should be interesting. Well, you know, listen, Frank's had some ups and downs lately. Yeah. Uh, I hear he's drawing all the time. So, you know, if he sounds like he's all fired up to create. And, you know, that could be heaven or it could be hell. But uh, yes. I, I'm happier to see to see Frank doing his own his own Absolutely. books you know I, and the fact that he's he's um apparently well enough to do that i think that's really the best news of all so i agree i agree um and you know dark knight 3 actually has some really interesting things particularly wonder woman there are some interesting uh, new dimensions to her character mm, more to come yes more to come on that so um and now the briefs Mile High Comics in Denver, <laughs> that warhorse of the mail order comic business, has just made a million dollars. How? Not by selling comics, but by selling <laughs> the warehouse. They have sold the warehouse to a marijuana business. Yeah. Okay. It's as Colorado. You can do this. As you do. And have made. One million dollars on the property sale. Um, they say not to worry. They're moving the inventory into the upper floors of their pre-existing megastore, and they have promised to sink at least some of the million dollars back into the business, which is a risky life choice in the comic industry. But I salute them. Well, how do you make a a small fortune in, in comics. <laughs> sell pot. <laughs> sell, well, sell to the pot business, yeah. Well, that's probably the only way, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, apparently um, the booming pot business in in, the, in Colorado has put a, a huge demand on the real estate market for warehouse space. So there's money to be made if you own a warehouse by selling it to the pot industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? The, the pot industry is a booming business that's aiding our economy. It is a job creator, so... I love it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. toke up, y'all. Uh, so, uh, uh, if you're in Colorado, yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, speaking of surprising comic things, um, the Korean Avengers comic, Avengers K, Avengers versus Ultron, by Seon Park, which probably existed in the first place because they thought that the audience for American comics and the audience for manhwa were rather different. Um, And if they wanted to capitalize upon the Korean love of manhwa when bringing out the Avengers movies, they ought to have a purpose-built comic. Um, They have decided to reverse engineer this entire process of 
adaptation of adaptation of adaptation um, with a new spin on it and translate it into English and bring it back to America. So, yes, coming in May of 2016, you too can read <laughs> Korean Avengers. Well, I have to admit, I, I want to get a copy of this. <laughs> yeah, you know, because maybe you can read it on your iPhone. <laughs> Uh, well, there you or go. you could right, check right, it out yeah. on Hoopla. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that from the promo images, sound effects look awesome. They do. I have to admit, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm a little surprised. I had no idea Marvel was had this kind of profile in uh, Korean comics. But uh, I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. All and right. Well, so that's it that's for us for e- this week. Yep. But I'm sure there'll be more to come. <laughs>